0: of the Spin Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Kiera McKinney. And boy, do I have a juicy for you this week. There has been tons of drama from every corner of the pop culture universe. We are gonna continue some of our discussion about Haley Bieber, Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift, Kylie Jenner, and all those other people that tie into that saga. Um, and of course, we're gonna tie it all into to the Kardashians at the end, as always. So I hope you enjoy um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Also, subscribe to our Substack. It's my name, Kiara D McKinney.substack.com. Um, follow us on all the different social medias, watch us on YouTube, listen to us everywhere. Um, and that would really help me. So thanks. All right, let's get into it. Some sadder news. Um, as we know, Aaron Carter passed away a couple of months ago um, of seemingly a drug overdose. Um, And Aaron Carter's mom recently revealed some disturbing photos, some like graphic photos of his death scene in order to kind of shed some light on what she's experiencing because she feels as though there may have been foul play in um, Aaron's death. And so um, here's what she said. Jane Carter, she shared five graphic images um this morning which is march 2nd wednesday including some seemingly showing like feces smeared across clothing in the bathroom floor and the bathtub is filled with green water um in which the in which aaron's body sat for hours after his death um i like can't look at these pictures i'm scrolling past um she says they never investigated it as a possible crime scene because of his past with addiction. She says, look at the photos. These were not taken by police, but they allowed people to go in and out. Um, and she also said that potential homicide information had been there for years. Um, quote, Aaron had a lot of death threats and many, many people who were making his life miserable. Um, and says that a proper investigation wasn't done. Um, she says that they are not and have not been taken seriously by law enforcement. And because of his son, her son's mental illness and prescription drug issues, they just wanted it to be something easy that they didn't have the time or inclination to address. Um, so yeah, the pictures are very disturbing. I don't really like recommend looking at them. They don't really show his body, at least the ones that I've seen haven't. So they're not like, Um, that graphic but there are a lot of like kind of like weird strategically placed towels Um, it's very 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 dirty in there it doesn't really seem um, like somebody who was just like in there doing drugs by themselves there's like a lot of there's a lot of weirdness so um, she might have a point um, but obviously I don't know that was tricky In more positive news, surrounding uh, recently deceased celebrities, Vanessa Bryant um, finally reached a settlement with, um, I believe the state of, or Los Angeles County. um, And she actually won nearly $30 million um, in the lawsuit over the crash photos. So if you don't know about that, um, a couple of years ago when Kobe and Gianna tragically died in that helicopter crash, Um, A lot of people started like, well, starting with um, the first responders on the scene, they like took pictures of Kobe's like dismembered remains um, that were identifiable by things like tattoos um, and distributed them um, as like, ooh, look at this kind of thing. Um, And so there are all these like pictures circulating of Vanessa's husband and 13 year old daughter who were like brutally killed crashing a helicopter crashing into the side of a hill um you know it's not going to be a clean crime scene and people were taking pictures and not just people I mean law enforcement police officers and firefighters were taking pictures of them um and showing them to people sending them to people that kind of stuff um so finally I think it's been three years now since that happened. Um, Yeah. January 26, 2020, I believe, is when that took place. Um, And this has been, like, years of litigation leading up to this. Um, But I'm really happy for her, Um, you know, Bryant basically argued that the photos of her loved ones caused emotional distress and violated her privacy. Um, she also, she actually went through this lawsuit with a co-plaintiff, Christopher Chester, um, who I think is, um, a family member of one of the other nine people on the plane, um, who also, or not plane helicopter, who also passed away. um, Bryant and Chester both testified to living in fear that the pictures may surface, um, despite the county's assertion that the pictures have been destroyed. And then the jury awarded Chester 15 million in damages and Bryant 16 million, which was later reduced to 15. Um, But um, the settlement of $28,850,000 Includes the verdict awarded by the federal jury in August of last year and um, further resolves all the outstanding issues re- related to pending legal claims in state court, future claims by the Bryant children, and other costs with each party responsible for its respective attorney's fees. Um, so Bianca and Capri, the youngest daughters of the Bryant, were named in the lawsuit basically um and stating that part of that money is theirs. Um, I do think it's interesting that Natalia isn't on there. That doesn't make sense, but I guess she's an adult now, uh, so maybe that's why. So yeah, um, tragic story, happy-ish ending. Not really, um, but at least they're taken care of. Um, at least they know that um, you know justice was served in a way. I do think like it kind of sucks that those people who distributed those photographs are not going to be like criminally charged. Um, I assume I haven't, I haven't deep dived into this for a while. So, um, don't cancel me if I'm reporting incorrect information, but, um, I believe that the people who like distributed it were like punished by being like dismissed, but I don't think they saw any like criminal, um, charges or anything like that. So, So Milan fashion week took place last week. Um, and all of the celebrities really showed out for the Milan shows. Um, I thought it was interesting that a lot more celebrities have been going to Milan than Paris. Um, but Hey, you know, whatever. Um, some people spotted were Rihanna, the Kardashians, of course. Um, Gigi Hadid walked in a show and also was spotted um, leaving the same restaurant as her ex, Leonardo DiCaprio. But Leo has recently been spotted with another model um, whose name is Rose something or other. She's Belgian. And um, he was spotted with her in Paris just last night. So it seems that um, Leo is single and fully already mingling. Um, but it does seem like he is talking to girls above the age of 26, um, because Gigi is like 27. And then this rose lady that he was seen with in Paris is 28. So go, Leo, the spin cycle stamp of approval. <laughs> anyway, so um, a lot of people in the front row were people like Haley Lou Richardson, um, and she looked great. Um, it's so weird to see her like look good instead of wearing Portia's clothes, especially because like, she's always talking about how like she wears, she dresses the same as Portia. Um, which is, you know, that's frightening. (laughs) But, um, I think that, um, you know, it's always, it's always cool to see them look, um, you know. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, Emma Roberts was also in attendance. She looks great. She's at Prada's show. Um, and then Maya Hawk, who, as a reminder, I don't think I've ever actually talked about this. Maybe I did, like when I talked about nepotism babies, but Maya Hawk is actually the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawk. Um, and Uma Thurman is always all over Fashion Week. She's like, um, you know, a major fashionista. So now Maya Hawk is starting to pop up um, and she looks amazing. Of course, she's like, I love her style because it's very, um, it's like half cottage core, half edgy. And it's really unique. I don't like think anybody else um, dresses the way she does. Um, so Emma Roberts and Maya Hawk were pictured together in the front row at the Prada show. Um, Charlie D'Amelio is in the front row god I'm so I'm so over the tiktokers at fashion week what do tiktokers know about fashion literally and I'm sorry but like if you I don't know I just I just can't with like tiktokers who are not like making fashion and beauty content still are the ones that like get prioritized for things like this that just bothers me because there are so many other creators that have fewer followers but are actually producing fashion content all the time, and it's like, where are they? I want to see them. Like, let's give some opportunity to the people who actually like have a passion for this subject instead of just throwing like this little this cute girl. I, I'm not trying to hate on Charlie D'Amelio, you know. Like, go her. I I think she's a good dancer. Her sister is a good dancer. And so I get why they like amassed a lot of TikTok followers with their dancing. Addison Ray, I have questions about that one. I don't really get how she got famous. <laughs> just for being cute, I guess. But, um, but Charlie and Dixie, they do have a lot of talent and I don't want to like take away from that. Um, but at the same time, it sometimes bothers me when I see them like, you know, front row of Prada. So Diesel was a really popular show, which I think is so crazy. This is how I know that like the early 2000s are coming back. I feel like I haven't heard about Diesel since like 2007 when I was like shopping at Buckle. Diesel was like a huge Buckle brand. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is niche. I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) But I think if you are like a true millennial, you had a major Buckle phase. And if you don't know about the store Buckle... Um it is definitely still around. It's just like not got the same. It's not this it's not what it used to be. Um, it used to be almost like um not at all the style or aesthetic, but like as big as something like aritzia is now. That's what like Buckle used to be. It was where you got all the like high end brands that were popular, but those brands were brands like um diesel, Ed Hardy. Von Dutch, like maybe some like billabong, um, and some like stuff you might be able to get at Sun, but then like affliction and like some of that, like edgier, it's like, it was a good store for, um, the time. <laughs> but then there was a, there was like one day where we just like all woke up and was like, Oh, buckles over. Um, it basically, as soon as like the, like jeans that had like you know designs on the pockets went on a style when people stopped wearing miss me rock revival and like those kinds of brands then buckle like just like had no place anymore um but the store is still open at the mall um and i live by a quite fancy mall um if you're from dallas i live right by north park north park still has buckle and there are always people in there so people still shop there so i'm not trying to like hate on buckle, but I'm just saying it used to be the store. It used to be like somewhere that everybody shopped and now it's like niche. So, but anyway, Diesel show is very well attended. Julia Fox attended with her son, Valentino, and they matched in this like denim getup and okay. Let me show you a picture. Before I get into this, I want to make a confession that I don't fully have the timeline down. It's chaotic um, and confusing, but I have the facts, just not in order. So, you know, go go seek out the timeline if it matters to you. Um, but here's the skinny. Basically, at some point, three years before Haley and Justin got married, hey, Justin was talking to Kendall Jenner, okay? He and Kendall Jenner were like casually dating, but never serious. They never admitted to dating at the time. But then later when like asked about it in an interview, Justin was like, well, it was never serious with her, um, but basically admitted that they were together. Then there's this like weird TikTok live, which I did post on the Spin Cycles Instagram Um during an Instagram or TikTok live or something, the three of them are on live, and Kendall's like showing all these Polaroids she has of Justin, and they seem to be like kind of intimate. I don't know, they're kind of weird, and Haley's face kind of drops. Um, it's it's very it's a very strange exchange, but it gets weirder and more incestuous from there. So, also around the same time. Justin was spotted on dates with Kourtney Kardashian. They went on, like, four dates, um, which is a lot. Um, They mostly went partying together. They, like, went to a lot of clubs together. Um, But Kourtney was seen leaving his house, like, very early in the morning once. Um, So it's speculated that they did hook up at some point. Also, like I said, four dates is a lot. (laughs) So I don't know. Um, And they were always partying, so we know what happens when... These rich people party. Um, so, both Kendall and Courtney have been linked to Justin Bieber. Kendall's best friend is now married to him. But wait, there's more. So, this is the only thing that I know for a fact—the like date and time, the time stamp on Coachella 2014. Um, Selena Gomez goes with the Jenner girls to Coachella. Um, at the time there's like rumors that Kris Jenner wants to be her new manager. And Selena had recently fired her parents as her management. So maybe she was trying to get her as a client. That's kind of like what it seems like. But what happens is, um, at the time, Justin and Selena are not together Um, Justin performs at some point, Justin and Selena were spotted together. They did some talking, whatever. Rumor has it that while they're on this trip, Selena stumbles upon like sexy photos and texts between Kylie and Justin. And after that Coachella trip is when the like feud between Selena and the Jenner girls start even though they had previously been hanging out a lot. So she, after getting back from Coachella, deletes all the pictures of her Kendall and Kylie on her page. So that is the only thing that has a timestamp and has like some proof attached to it just because she like took down all the photos of her with the girls after that. So at this point, that means that potentially three different members of the Kardashian family have hooked up. With Justin fucking Bieber. Which, okay, now that brings me to Travis and Courtney. Travis and Courtney, people, you, you either love them or you, you hate them. I don't really know where I stand on them. I do find their PDA to be performative and gross. And I do find Travis to be like a little creepy, but he's a rock star. So I think that like all rock stars are creepy. I don't think that there's like any rock star that I'd be like, yeah, you're normal. Like, I'll spend time with you. Like, I just don't think I'm cut out to like marry a rock star. (laughs) I used to think that. Don't tell my eighth grade self I said that. Um, She'd be pissed at me. But no, I am not meant to be married to anybody famous. That is just not for me. I am meant to be a mortgage loan officer's wife. That's where I belong. I am where I belong. Anyway, enough about me. So, um, Travis and Courtney, we know that they get together. Um, I think it was 2021, like summer of 2021, they get married 2022. Well, let's, let's rewind to about 2006. Um, Kim Kardashian is a closet organizer for the stars she's an assistant to the stars she's hustling she's paris hilton's best friend slash employee which i don't know how that fucking ever worked but that's what happened um and at the time travis is married to the mother of his two children um her name's shanna i can't think of her last name right now it's like oakland or something um but her name is shanna and at the time. Even though he's married to Shannon and has these two young children, he is cheating on her with Paris Hilton. And he writes about this in his memoir. He writes about cheating on his wife with Paris, but then cheating on Paris with Kim. So lots to unpack there. Not only has he fucked his sister-in-law before getting together with his wife, Um, but he fucked his sister-in-law while he was like side hooking it up with her best friend, but also had a wife at home and two kids. So not a good look, not a good look, but I, regardless, I don't understand how all of these women seemingly except for Chloe just pass these men around. Oh, And I'm forgetting, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot, Travis Scott and Kendall Jenner hooked up back in 2017, and there's evidence of this. If you scroll back far enough on Travis Scott's Instagram, there lives still to this day a photo of Kendall Jenner kind of looking sexily at the camera, and the caption is, B-Day Shoddy. And then she comments, like, the smiling devil purple emojis underneath it. Um, But yeah, so all of... Pretty much, they just let men, like, sample them and then decide which sister is the one they want to be with, like, longer term. Also, it has been said... I've seen this on Reddit, so I don't know how true it is. But if it is true, this would make me just want to die. But apparently... Travis Scott, at this point we're talking about Travis Scott, too many Travises, Travis Scott um, apparently has told people that Kendall's better in bed. And I just like couldn't live with that. (laughs) Like I know they're not together anymore, but that's still the father of her children and he's talking about her sister like that. I just... It's all very weird. Their incestuous nature and the way they just uh, have really, like, no issue passing around men and, like, don't find it to be strange is so insane. Um, But I think it also is, like, a weird... It's a weird thing to consider um, knowing how they treated like Jordan after the Tristan thing, even though like that was fucked up of her. (laughs) And then she starts dating another NBA player. It's like, okay, you can't be like too mad that they got mad at you for this because clearly you have a type. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's weird how um, they got so upset over that. When they are as incestuous as they are. It also makes me wonder if that's why Jordan didn't think it was gonna be as big of a deal. Um, I guess maybe she thought that she was like more of a part of that family than she really is, which is sad. So I don't know. Another absolutely unhinged person who is um somewhat in the Kardashian verse, Larsa Pippin. We've gotta talk about her and her fucking antics because It's getting out of control. Basically, if you don't know who Larsa Pippen is, she is a cast member on The Real Housewives of Miami. But wait, okay. So, and here's the thing about Real Housewives of Miami. It aired for three seasons on Bravo, got canceled, and then got picked up again in like 2020 or 2021 by Peacock, which owns Bravo. Um, But it only streams on Peacock, and it doesn't actually play on Bravo until like later. Um, but so it's part of the housewives franchise, but it's kind of like a stepchild, but in some ways they get like a way bigger budget. So it's fine. There's their like shoots are way their promo shoots and stuff way better than the Bravo ones. So whatever. But here's what we have to talk about Larsa. So if you don't know anything about her, yes, she's real housewives of Miami, OG, whatever. Her face has changed completely from her first season to the current one. It's, actually frightening um she was much prettier before um she's the only person i've ever seen who is like added to her nose she used to have like a really thin like it looks like persian i don't know why like but it was like a really thin um nose and she like added to it to make it more like mine to where it, it like goes like this instead of like being slender but i've never seen people like add to their nose before so i think that that's like part of what makes her look so insanely different. And the nose looks fake. Like it looks like she has like a costume nose on, like a prosthetic, um, like a Hollywood prosthetic. Anyway, she was married to Scottie Pippen for something like 25 years. Um, Scottie Pippen, if you don't know, is like an all-star NBA player. He played alongside Michael Jordan for a really long time on the Chicago Bulls. Um, and they were really tight, like best friends, which brings me back to Larsa. Larsa is dating Marcus Jordan, the son of Michael Jordan, her ex husband's ex best friend. Cause they got in a feud. I'll get to that later. Ex best friend's son, 16 year age gap, whatever. It's not about the age gap. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, like, is just now starting to date 28-year-olds. And people are like, yay! It's like, he's 48. It's the least he could do is date a 28-year-old. Anyway. um, So, the 16 years, it doesn't bother me as much um, as just the, like, relationship connection. She's watched this man grow up. um, So, she, like... She's known him since he was small. She, um, I mean, it's just so sad. Oh, and her son, Scotty Pippen Jr., is now on the Lakers and is teammates. I think it's the Lakers. I really hope so, because I don't want (laughs) to check. He's now teammates with Malik Beasley, who is the guy that she first started hooking up with when she got divorced from Scotty. So her poor son... (laughs) Her poor son is old enough to be in the NBA. So he is playing on a team with this guy who hooked up with his mom after his parents got divorced. And his mom is dating somebody he's known his entire life as like a cousin. But Scotty and Michael, they got into it after... Michael Jordan released his like the last dance Netflix docu-series. Um, Scotty felt like it was too focused on Michael and not focused enough on the team itself, because I guess the docu-series was meant to be about their like historic playoff run. And then it became more like a Michael Jordan documentary and Scotty took issue with that and told Michael about it. And apparently Michael was receptive back However, Scotty has continued to kind of badmouth him in the press a little bit. So I don't think they're as tight as they used to be. Um, but Michael has said that Scotty is one of the best teammates he's ever had. So, um, yeah, at one point they were very, very tight. And now Larsa is just spinning this weird web. Um, and I just, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand her defense of it I think it would make a lot more sense to be like yeah it's very unconventional um you know like we understand that the optics aren't great but we're really happy and we'd really appreciate it if you know whatever but she's always just like what like just plays dumb and I don't like that I don't like that attitude of like I don't understand why people are acting like it's a big deal and she keeps defaulting on the like 16 year age gap thing and it's like well yeah we you're right we see a lot of big age gaps especially in hollywood especially with athletes and um you know look at share she's like 70 something and is dating a 28 year old um pete davidson and kim kardashian had a similar age gap 28 and like 42 or something like that um so it's not like unheard of it's not crazy it's just the extra stuff and it pisses me off that she is getting so hung up on people making comments on the age gap when it's like what about the other stuff what about the michael jordan scotty pippen scotty pippen jr part of it this is just diabolical she's diabolical i just can't believe her okay so following the bravo theme it's it's time for the grand finale we're gonna talk about tom sandoval and ariana maddox's terrible messy breakup um if you don't watch vanderpump rules you've got to seriously get on peacock get on peacock and watch all of the seasons of vanderpump rules you will not be disappointed my husband and i did this during covid and i turned my husband into the biggest vanderpump rules fan and now he's like more religious about watching it than i am and he's actually the one who broke this news to me he like yelled down to me and he was like He was like, did you see, (laughs) it's like, did you see about Tom and Ariana broke up? And I was like, what? And I go to it. And what do I see? That fucking Raquel, the Bambi-eyed bitch herself has been hooking up with Tom Sandoval for seven months, meaning somewhere in July. So let's get into the whole saga. If you don't watch the show, Um, Tom Sandoval is one of the Toms. There's two Toms and they're connected at the hip. They're best friends. Um, they're business partners, all these things. Um, at one point I think they're roommates before they move in with their girlfriends. Um, and so the point of Vanderpump Rules is that they're all mostly despicable people. Um, you don't really like any of them. It's kind of like, it's one of those shows where it's like, There's not a character, and they're not characters, they're individuals, they're people. There's not a cast member that is, like, just wholly likable. And I always argue with people about who my favorite is. Um, Nobody agrees with me. My favorite is Sheena. Um, Sheena is cringy. She loves reality TV. She love like she's just like kind of like in on her own joke. She understands that she can be annoying and she understands that people find her to be like kind of like goofy and cringy and she's like whatever I don't care. Um, and I love that about her but she is like fairly loyal to her friends in a way that like nobody else on the show is and I think that I just like really value loyalty. Um, so let's talk about loyalty. Now, to get into this completely, you have to watch the show. I can't completely sit here and tell you everything, the ins and outs, the intricacies of these relationships, these friendships and these romantic relationships. Um, You have to watch it because I just can't, like, demonstrate it for you. But what you should know about Tom Sandoval is that he, in the beginning of the show, is dating Kristen Doty, who is fucking nuts. But I love her she's she's a great um she's great television she's probably the most like bonkers person bravo has ever hired besides like danielle staub like she's that level of nuts um and great television but he at first is dating Kristen. well then all this stuff happens and then he ends up dating ariana um and they start dating in 2013 so they have been together for 10 years at first um kristen was like suspicious of tom and ariana they were both bartenders and so they spent a lot of time together behind the bar and they were flirty for sure um I do believe, and then, like, they they walk into the reunion after that, like, terrible season of Kristen just crying all the time about Ariana. They walk in holding hands, and they, like, had started dating. But allegedly, they really didn't start dating until Kristen and he broke up. Um, And really, like, Kristen and Tom were always going to break up. And that's why you have to, like, watch. You have to watch to understand. But... Um, what I'm saying is don't feel too bad for Kristen. (laughs) Um, anyway, so Tom and Ariana started dating a fucking decade ago. They have been together for 10 years. I've always known they were going to break up because they have one fundamental like thing they can't agree on. And that's that Tom wants children and Ariana does not. And I don't think that a relationship can survive that kind of like major disagreement. Um, so I've kind of been waiting for them to break up for years and I figured it'd be really hard, but I didn't think it would be this messy. Um, Tom Sandoval is definitely a narcissist. That's like very clear. Um, he spends a lot of time looking in the mirror. Um, he cries when he doesn't get his way. He cries a lot. I'd say he cries more than any of the women on the show. Uh, he loves to get in drag, Uh, he's been accused of cheating on Ariana before, but he was accused by Kristen, who everybody knew was crazy and she just like wouldn't drop it and like did all these crazy things to where she made herself look worse than Tom and kind of like sabotaged the whole thing, um, accidentally. So really... Uh, we shouldn't be that surprised that Tom cheated, um, because allegedly he cheated on Ariana with some girl in Miami, but that was in the early days of their relationship. And now they've been together 10 years. They own a house together. They have businesses together. It's just like, it's just shitty. Um, but on top of that, he cheated with a cast member. So what happened was Tom and Raquel have been hooking up since July. Um, I went back on, Raquel's Instagram and notice that she only posted once in July, and she usually posts a lot. So if you go back and look, um, also there's a big like transition in her Instagram where everything's very like sweet, like sugar, not spice. Um, and it's very like pageanty because she was still competing in pageants. She competed in Miss California, um, that kind of thing. But then After July, she starts posting a lot more like sexy, smizing poses, um, a lot less clothes. Um, It does get, there's a serious transition pre-July and post-July. And that month of July, she only posts once. So I think that's an interesting tidbit. Um, So here's how this all unfolded. Because I think that that's kind of the worst part. What happened was on Wednesday night, um, okay, Wednesday night, Tom had a show. He is in a band that's called like Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras. And he's the lead singer, even though he's like 40. It's really embarrassing. And he does, ugh, whatever. But he had a show and Ariana, as always, was in attendance and, you know, supporting him, whatever. After the show, I guess, um, he had given her... His phone and she stumbled upon videos of Raquel diddling herself um, on his phone sent to him from Raquel. Um, He immediately came clean. They broke up right away. And um, by, I believe, Friday afternoon, he was moving out of their house, which was captured by paparazzi Uh, So that's a really terrible way to find out that your friend and your partner of 10 years are fucking because um, she has been friends with Raquel for a long time. She's been like a supporter of hers. Um, And so it was a really, it was a really, really, really low dig. What I think is the worst part is that on this season that's currently airing of Vanderpump Rules, there's this whole plot line of the same girl raquel hooking up with the other tom tom schwartz tom schwartz was married to another cast member named katie uh i think they got married in like 2013 as well maybe even longer ago um but they have ultimately been together for something like 12 years and they broke up recently katie filed for divorce essentially kind of because tom schwartz kept picking tom sandoval over her and she felt really disrespected in their marriage um repeatedly so tom sandoval is already kind of the reason for their divorce and while i under i understand that the blame is on tom schwartz um i take issue with the fact that tom sandoval doesn't have any like sense of Responsibility or remorse as his as a friend because Tom Schwartz was really devastated by Katie's leaving. So you'd think that um being a good friend, you would want to being a good friend involves respecting your friend's relationships, and Tom had no respect for Katie and Tom Schwartz's relationship. So I think that's why I don't want anybody to be like, well, it was all Schwartz's fault. Obviously, yes, I know. Schwartz is the one in the marriage and Schwartz is the one that has loyalty to Katie. I'm just saying, where was Sandoval's loyalty to Schwartz in order to help him save his marriage? Instead, Sandoval has only cared about himself and his businesses, um, which I'll get into that further in a sec. But basically that's how, um, the Schwartz's marriage dissolved. And then, this season, like I said, there's a big plot line of Raquel hooking up with Tom Schwartz. Well, now it's really obvious that that is like a decoy plot line to like a distraction so that people would not suspect Raquel and Sandoval. But I guess my question is like, what, what was your in game? Why didn't you just break up with Ariana? Just break up with her. Why would you do this to her? And now word on the street is that Sandoval and Raquel actually want to be together. Which like, here's another history lesson for you about Raquel. Raquel came on the show because she was dating James Kennedy. They get engaged. They're like almost down the aisle and then she calls it off. And then at the reunion, it confesses to the fact that they haven't had sex in like two years. like 18 months um so she airs that out and james is like oh my god you didn't have to say that you know so she airs that out on the reunion um and then basically starts hooking up with tom schwartz she goes on a date with peter who is the manager at sir where she works um and then now it comes out that she's sleeping with tom sandoval for real um i guess my main thing for her is like, don't you know any other people? And um, Ariana's brother called her a social climber and was like, "It. nobody cared when she was with James. Nobody cared when she was with Tom. Nobody cares when she was with Peter. So now she's going after Sandoval. I don't know that I see it that way. Um, I see it more as like, she just, wants what she wants and whatever she wants in the moment, she's going to try and get. And she doesn't really think through what that means and how there are consequences to that. Um, I don't know that she is that calculating. I do think she is highly calculating obviously with this whole like storyline diversion I'd love to know whose idea that was Um, but I hope that more comes out at the reunion and this topic is definitely not over. This is going to be an ongoing topic on this channel on this podcast for a very long time. Um, In fact, next week, y'all are getting y'all are in for a big treat next week. We're having Devin back on the podcast to do a full Bravo episode. We're going to talk more about this drama. We're going to talk about more about Real Housewives of Miami. Uh, we're dissecting um what we predict for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills next season. Now that Lisa Renna has been canned, that's a huge bravo update. And also, this morning, I'm recording this on Sunday because I recorded another episode and then all this shit happened, so I had to re record the day before <laughs> the day before the podcast drops. So I'm recording this Sunday, and this morning I woke up to the news that Um, Katie from Real Housewives of Potomac is alleging that she and Sharice had sex. Um, So that's another bombshell that was dropped today by Bravo. And I'm really excited to see how that unfolds. And Bravo... No, And Devin and I are going to have a really candid conversation about the colorism on Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, But yeah, I think it's going to be really good. Um, I'm really excited to have Devin back on the pod because I know that those are always the most popular episodes. Y'all love when Devin comes on. Um, we just talk too long and it's really hard for me to edit. So (laughs) that's the only reason that she's not on it every week. Um, but yeah i'm really i'm really pumped to share that with y'all so tell me what topics y'all want to hear from us about bravo wise if you have questions um if you have like any like blurry timelines or whatever Devin is the she said that these are her words I will add a screenshot if somebody tries to cancel me her words she said I'm like the rain man of housewives so (laughs) if you have any questions about anything bravo let us know and Devin will answer them and I'll provide um, my opinions (laughs) all right well that's the show today I really hope y'all enjoyed it I hope you learned something I hope I spilled adequate tea Um, again, let me know what y'all want to know. Let me know what you want to see and I'll talk to y'all next time. All right. Bye.